Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namoski. Welcome to another 2023 Supercoach Positional Preview Podcast. Today, it's all about the number ones. Potentially the most important position group in Supercoach, it is the fullbacks. Who in Classic Topeka is your two? Who to be your main guy in draft? We go through it today. And it's an interesting position this year because normally, you know, there's, you know, anywhere between one to seven guys that you go, yeah, I won't mind that. But I've kind of got a couple of different tiers here. I think there's three that levitate above. There's two absolute question marks and then a couple more um, depending on your preference. So the way we'll do it, guys, as we've done with the other ones, breaking down into the tiers, uh, really capturing the guys that are going to matter. Uh, some of those other position groups obviously are way a lot bigger than this one. But we are we are here and we'll go through what we have. So we will go through and let's start with the bottom tier here. So these this tier here, it's either Trap City, so don't talk yourself into it, or you might own, maybe. You know, whether it's a cheap pick, there's room to grow, upsides galore. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys in this group. So going up. So Kate Dykes, Toral Sloan, Dane Laurie, The Hammer, Jaden Campbell, and Avarillo, Jake Avarillo. So as I did say in the start there, it's all depending on if you think that the team that they play for is going to be good or it's going to be a bit of a trap in terms of what they're going to score versus, you know, they're in an okay position and you don't mind owning them. So let's break it up. So quickly through Kate Dykes, it's all about if Will Kennedy is injured or dropped, I think he slots straight in there, can average more than Will Kennedy if you heard on the previous podcast. Toro Sloan, I'm just not there on. I'm This Dragons team, you'll see where I put him in the team preview uh, in power rankings, not high on them at all. I saw a stat that he averaged under 35 in New South Wales Cup games, starting at fullback, obviously level of competition, but um, just nothing really there to be there. And while a guy like Moses Mbai is still there, I just worry that he will get dropped while uh, Hook is in charge. Dane Laurie, a good player. Just I have question marks because obviously they brought in Charlie Staines. I think their wing position is sort of see Staines as a centre. So is he going to go into fullback if there's a couple of lean games? The Hammer, same thing. I just think that, you know, with a guy like Isako there, potentially he's not going to keep that spot. And I think they will struggle this year. Jaden Campbell, again, it's all about position. Do they keep him at fullback? Do they bring Brimson in if they want to play Toby Sexton? And Jake Avrillo, I just I just can't see this big Bulldogs rebuild happening and they're going, this is the guy that's going to stick there. If there's a couple of lean games or they think they can make a bit of a positional change, I think he'll be on a quick leash, even though he played really well last year. So that's the bottom tier. There's guys here, like I said, that in a pinch, you know, on a, you'll pick up on a waiver and use for a week. In classic, there's a couple of jewels here that you may use and float around with, but other than that, not going to be really super coach relevant, I don't believe, this season. The next group kind of works their way out of that, and there's still a little bit of potential trap city there, but it's also some guys that have some real upside potential. These are guys you know, that are going to be outside of the top eight in fullbacks, but a couple of them can sneak up to the near that maybe that top five range. So Will Kennedy, we've already mentioned, uh, if he does stay fit and healthy, he will stay there. Charles Nickel Klukstad for the Warriors. That is his jersey to have. Uh, I just think that 
he's got the center wing duel as well this year, which does help him. I think it will get him drafted very highly in classic. And I think he's an easy sub 300 or sub 400 pick for classic as well. So CNKs, I think, will be a very highly owned player to start it. Xavier Savage, he will not get drafted. Uh, sorry, he will not get drafted in terms of a into everyone's first classic teams. I can assure you that he will be. If you want to take a stab at it, he probably sub 3% of teams. I think even maybe sub 2 will go for Xavier Savage. But from a draft perspective, once you kind of go through those first six guys, if you don't have a guy there that you want, I think very easy just to slip him in there and go, yep, that's my guy. I think Savage is going to have a big season. I think Canberra's going to have a big season. He's definitely one to watch. I could see him, you know, if he really gets that football IQ up and can pile up the tries, he could be someone that knocks on the door of that top six fullback position. And Reese Walsh. Uh, Reese Walsh, I just want to see what he looks like in this Broncos system. Uh, is he going to be like the dominant playmaker like he was at the Warriors? Is he going to let it really go through Mam and Reynolds? And it will just be the finisher and be very, very classy. Maybe a higher, a higher end Will Kennedy he could turn into there. So Reese Walsh is someone I think that he got overdrafted last year. I think there'll be a bit of a backlash this year and he might, you know, survive a couple of rounds in, maybe even round four-ish, round five. Um, but if he's there, he he might be a good player to have, especially to see. But in terms of classic, you kind of hope for maybe a couple of drops at the start of the season. They can pick up a bit of form with a nice little run, and then you can pick him up there. So that's already two groups done, and now we're into the now we're into the guys that you can really see yourself having in your team. So the next group is another another group of four players. It starts with Dylan Owens at eight. Um, very, very professional. Him and Clint Gutherson, I think you can kind of bundle together. Um, two guys, the two grand final fullbacks from last year. Can, you know, rack up 10 tries a season, can average some assists as well. I think Gutherson has a, sly, a slightly higher upside the way that he's used at Parramatta. But Dylan Edwards being in that system, if you can say on the park, definitely someone that you want to have there. I then got Kalen Ponga. So this is the big mover. When I initially started doing this, uh, rankings. He was behind Reese Walsh, just above Xavier Savage. But I, I've turned the corner. I think Ponga's in for a decent year this year. I think Newcastle. It was imperative to get Jackson Hastings to the club. I actually think it was also imperative to get David Clement out of the club just to really show that forward pack. You know, these two Safidi boys are your leaders. As uh, with Tyson Frizzell, the rest of you, you've got young guys come with us. I think him, them doing that, having Brayley there for a full off season. Hastings, with all the receipts that he gets through a game, I think Pong is in for a very, very big year. I think that he's someone that will go into this draft. He may be there rounds three and four. He could potentially be there round three and four. And I think if you could get, you know, Caleb Ponger in round four, if you can, you know, tidy up your your halfback, maybe even 5-8 and, you know, a premier 2RF and then pick up Ponger in fourth round, if that's the way it shakes out, you're absolutely laughing there. And then number six, and the last guy in this group, it's Scotty Drinkwater. I think the Cowboys will push the Panthers this year for that minor premiership. And similar to how my thoughts on a guy like Tom Dearden, I think Scott Drinkwater, there's no more hammer at the club. He's the undisputed number one. I just think that he's going to rack up points. I think he's the one of the best players in terms of the sweeps that can really just sum it up and make a decision. Really good support player as well. He's, he'll kick goals if Val's not there. To me, this is a this is a slam dunk. If you kind of go through the guys we're about to talk to and they're all gone, I think drink water at the end of the first, start of the second, 
And if he somehow ends up in the third, I think he's going to be a guy that can crack, you know, 70 average pretty comfortably this year, just in terms of his attacking output this year. So we get to the top five, and there's two guys here in their own bucket. You know, probably know who they are. Got Ryan Papanowski at four and Tom Turbo at five. So it's very, very hard to give any type of analysis on what to do with these two guys. We obviously know on their day they can win your comp. Um, uh, can they be on the park? Pappenhausen is still recovering from his off-season sur- his surgery from last year. Um, no real new reports this off-season of, you know, is he going to be 100% by round one? Is he going to be, you know, eased into it? We just got to go, kind of play that way as we get through these last seven, eight weeks. Tom Turbo obviously pinged the hammy early in the preseason. Should be right for round one, but already more scar tissue on that hamstring. I can't see a world where they, they go out outside of the top 10 picks in a draft league. Turbo is such a nicely priced player this year that it'll be, if he if the news is there that he is fully fit, if the physio sends out the, the Instagram post to say, look, they've cleared him, there's no real risk because he's done some training and it's outside the time frame, I think he'll be a 25% plus own player. I think Pappenhausen will be slightly less. I mean, probably in that 10 to 15 range. Uh, but those these two are guys that can really win your comp. But if somehow in your league they kind of slip and you can get them for a for a slightly less pick and you can, you know, get someone else in the meantime, it's all about positioning. You know, it won't surprise me if we get into our draft league and pick three is Tom Turbo. Pick five is Ryan Pappenhausen. That won't surprise me at all. So... Two guys that are in their own little pod here. It's just so hard to predict what they're going to do on the park because, you know, Turbo obviously being the heartbeat of that manly side. And, you know, if you invest in Turbo, if you want to invest in a Ruben Garrick, you want to invest in a Cherry Evans uh, or a Kawatu. So Turbo could be the linchpin that could, you know, factor in the way you draft in your top six rounds. And, if he goes under, all of a sudden that could really spell the end of your team. Whereas Pappenhausen, I think Melbourne has got the luxury of easing him back in. They could go Meany, they could go Munster or fullback. Uh, there's a couple of different options there. So again, two guys. If I had to pick one, oh, it's so hard. I'd probably go Pappenhausen just because uh, I've owned him a couple of times now. He's just so fun to own. Um, but yeah, Tommy Turbo, when he's on, he's on. So you just you, you can't put them with the top tier guys, unfortunately, this year, just because the, the injury risk is so high where you're just not sure how it's going to go. So them two are in their own tier, and then we get the three big boys at the top. So we've got Latrell at number three, got Nico Hines at number two, and James Tedesco at number one. So the case for all three, I think Latrell Mitchell has a real shout this year. I know a lot of people are tipping in for Dally M. I think the Rabbits will have a have a weird year. I don't see them going top four. I don't see them, you know, missing the eight or maybe being on that on that battle. But I think anything they're going to have to do is going to have to go through Latrell. Obviously, Cody Walker and Lockley, that, that partnership is still growing. Damian Cook, you know, has re-signed, but you don't want to burn him out in the first half of the season. So I think it will be a heavy load on Latrell and he will score some points. Um, whether that load gets too much, whether there's, you know, any injury concerns, I just think that he's he's that type of player where, and I think we saw in the might have been the Warriors game last year where, in sixty odd minutes he just towed him up for hundred and fifty odd, 
Um, that's another player we're talking about here. And there are some there are some teams this year that will get some points hung on them. I think this year especially, I think the bottom six teams, there's a chance that they, they will all leak 50 at some stage this season, maybe even a couple of times. And Latrell, if the Rabbits are on one day, Latrell could do that to you. So a very, very nice pick if you get to pick five and Latrell is there, pick six and Latrell is there. I think it's a very nice one. Nico Hines at two. Um, yeah, for me, Nico is one of those players where he just really commands everything that happens in that shark side. I think what we've seen now with him is basically the team revolves around him and there's no... Matt Moylan is not stealing points from him, put it that way. Um now, I'm actually just looking at it here because I thought at the start of it, he was actually in the fullback ring, but he's not. So all of a sudden, that now changes it and makes fullback even more a bit of a toss-up for me because now there is only two guys you really want. So let me just remove that one because I thought when the team picker came out, he actually had the jewelry, but he has not. So he's halfback only. So really does make you know him and Cleary when we get to the halfback pod. That's going to be a very, very interesting one to go through. But... James Desco, number one. So we'll change it into Latrell, two, Teddy, one. James Desco, I think that what he's going to do this year is going to surprise some people. I think he will make a real dart for that Dalian. I think he will make a real run for getting them to a minor premiership. Now, I don't think they've got the cavalry to get there, but I think you're going to see a very, very special year from him. I think this is going to be potentially... 2018-19 season. I think that he's going to have a lot of touches. You might see a couple of times where he's touching the ball four, three, four times in a set, potentially. Um, he's still one of the best tackle breakers in the game. He's probably the best support player in the game. Um, an Iron Man. he's obviously going to miss his origin matchups. But other than that, he's pretty much there. He gets one or two rests you know, throughout the season. But he's someone that you know, for me especially, I think it's a very, very clear that Cleary is number one. And I think there is no doubt that James Sesco is number two. I think that that has to be the top two in your draft. If you're picking your classic side, Hines at fullback, I get it. Uh, if you want to run the two fullbacks, I know people will be on the troll. Munster will have a bit of noise. But to me, James Sesco is the guy this year. I think that that Roosters team... I don't think they're going to get the results that a lot of people are thinking of, but I think that they will be in most games. And if they are in a game, in a close game, you know he's going to touch the ball. So let's recap it, guys. Uh, we'll go down the list. So in the first tier, there's only two players. Number one, Teddy. Number two, Latrell. The next tier is my injury tier at three, Pappenhausen, four, Turbo. Then we get a nice little run from five, six, seven, eight into Drinkwater, Ponga, Gutherson, Edwards. 9, 10, 11, 12, Reese Walsh, Savage, CNK, and Kennedy. And then from 14 down, Avrilo, Campbell, Hammer, Laurie, Sloan, and Dykes. Fullbacks. Every year we kind of look at the fullbacks and go, who's going to be the guy this year? And I think this year especially is going to be a lot of a lot of ways that people are going to try and do. So I think it's not going to be, you know, just you know, set with uh, Teddy and Latrell. I think there will be people that do that, but there will be a mix of, Pappenhausen and Turbo, you might get that early pot option like a drink water or a Gutherson. Uh, and like I said, I got a guy like CNK moving into the, the 
center wing could also play a bit of a matchup there. But I think that this is going to be a year where, you know, your pre- your two premier guys at the top are going to average a boatload. One or both of the injury guys could come through or could stumble. And then in that, you know, anywhere from five to 12, um, you could get a couple of guys that really burst out, thinking of guys like Drinkwater, Ponga, Savage there. So we'll leave it there, guys. Um, again, really excited to see how guys and you guys are going to really try and work out how you're going to spread your cap in a classic on these fullbacks and in your draft leagues, what premium you're going to put on these guys. Because like I said, you want to get one of the top ones, but once they kind of go, do you do you sit and wait or do you aggressively go and get the guy you want and you think you need? So let me know what you guys are going to do there. We'll keep looking at it as we kind of go through the teams and talk a bit more about the fullbacks roles in those teams and how we can see that uh, translating to Supercoach score. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.